Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Mainly Moonology. Today we are diving quite deep into this week's cosmic tango and then we're actually going to be listening to someone who's got a lot to say about how to start your own spiritual business because I know that's something a lot of you are very, very interested to know about. the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. So let's have a look at what the stars have in store for us this week. So first off, let's note that we are now in the waxing cycle of the moon, the waxing cycle of the moon. If that is a new term to you, then know that it's the cycle between the new moon and the full moon. And it's a phase that is all about growth and building and creating momentum and chasing your dreams. It's kind of like the universe is giving us a green light, a signal that just says, go for it. So have you got a project you've been putting off? Now could be the time to dive in, especially because of something else that's happening this week, which I'll go into in a moment. But, you know, for example, if you want to start a new exercise regime or learn a new skill could be a good week to do it or in the waxing cycle. The energy is mostly on your side. But the thing I was going to mention, before you get too gung-ho about moving forward, note that we also have Mercury throwing a classic retrograde wrench into life this week. Mercury retrograde, as many of you know, is a time where communication can go a little bit crazy, travel gets a little bit messed up, tech, technology can get a little bit wonky. Mercury retrograde really is the universe's way of telling us to pause, review, rethink. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be a time to revisit old projects, refine plans, change your mind about something or just slow down and reflect. And note that Mercury this time around is going backwards in the sign of Virgo. And to find out what that means, just check your horoscopes on my website, yasminboland.com. So on top of that, the waxing cycle and Mercury retrograde, we still have Venus, the planet of love and beauty and relationships, also going backwards. This happens a lot more rarely than Mercury retrograde, only about every 18 months, whereas Mercury retrograde happens about uh, up to four times a year. So Venus retrograde means it's a great time to re-evaluate everything. If you've been doing that lately, well, expect to do a bit more of it because now we've got Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde. So really people are going to be like rethinking, revising, reevaluating, really thinking again about what matters most to them. From a personal point of view, it could be maybe a relationship that you've been taking for granted is going to suddenly present itself as something you need to value a little bit more. It's also a good time to rethink your relationship with money and also just to look inward and reassess your values. Make sure you're aligned with what 
really matters to you. That's really what Venus Retrograde is all about. If you want to do my free mini Venus Retrograde course, you can get that at moonmessages.com forward slash VR, V for Venus, R for Retrograde, moonmessages.com forward slash VR. There's a free three-part course and there's a paid full-length version if you like that. And by the way, if you've been feeling a bit nostalgic or finding old flames popping up in your dreams or even in your life, that is almost certainly Venus Retrograde doing its thing as well. So lastly, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode, where I do have something really good for you, a little heads up that the sun is about to clash with Saturn with all this other stuff going on, okay? So we've got waxing cycle, Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde, and we've got a Sun-Saturn clash. So Saturn is the taskmaster of the zodiac. And when the Sun clashes with any planet, it's really highlighting it. So it might sound a bit dramatic, uh, you know, the Sun clashing with the taskmaster of the zodiac, but it actually means we could all be faced with some challenges or critiques. If you know you've messed things up in, a, in the past, this is actually a pretty good week to really try and get things right instead. If someone seems to be being overly critical of you, giving you a telling off, or maybe it's you that's acting like a headmistress or a headmaster, try to shake it off, okay? Use any feedback that comes your way this week as constructive. Think of it as constructive. See what you can learn from any upsets. Remember, Saturn is all about discipline and growth, so there could well be lessons hiding in any confrontations this week. So summing up this week's, let's call it a cosmic cocktail, we have the waxing cycle of the moon, so it's time to build momentum. We have kind of a contrary energy, which is Mercury retrograde saying, okay, go for it, but take the past into account. Go for it, but think about what you already know. Go for it, but don't be surprised if it gets a little bit confusing. And Venus still retrograde, the big overall background picture, time to reevaluate everything, personal values and relationships. So whatever you're going for, make sure you work out whether or not it's a priority because you really need to be focusing on your priorities. And last but not least, if someone seems to be having a go at you this week, try to breathe through it. Obviously, the stars ebb and flow a bit like the tides. Okay, that's a bit of a mixed metaphor, but you get my gist. Sometimes they're easy. This week, I wouldn't say they're easy, but they're not too difficult. And, you know, by understanding and aligning with these energies, which hopefully you'll be able to do a bit better now, you can navigate your life with extra grace and intention. So that's the big picture for this week. But what I really wanted to offer you this week in the Main Immunology podcast is something I know many of you are going to really appreciate. It's for anyone who is a healer and has thought about starting their own healing business or coaching business, anyone who's a coach, anyone who's a like a spiritual teacher, how do you start your own business? That I know is a big question for many of you. And I got on the blower with um, a woman called Tracy Rampling, who's a wonderful life coach and spiritual teacher, and probably my most standout graduate from my Moonology certification course. She did the Moonology certification course a while back, and she really took the ball by the bull by the horns, and and you know has shown everybody else who's done the course 
you know, this is how you can monetize it. This is how you can actually pay yourself back for the money you've invested in yourself. Tracy really is someone who's an entrepreneur. She's got get up and go. So I wanted to speak to her about her hows and whys of how to start a spiritual business, because I know for many of you, that's something you dream of. So let's take it away, Tracy. So this week, I am welcoming to the Mainly Moonology podcast, someone who I just told her, I don't think she knew, she's definitely one of the star, if not the star students ever to have done my Moonology certification course, Tracy Brown. And Tracy did the Moonology certification course quite early on, but we're not going to just talk about that. What I actually want to talk about is running your own spiritual business because it's something a lot of people want to do and it's really I want to try and pick Tracy's brain a little bit about you know what to do especially at the start of your journey because Tracy's probably a bit more at the start of her journey than I am I've been doing this for about two decades so welcome Tracy Thank you so much for having me, Yasmin. And yes, if you're, you know, two decades in and you're on like chapter 20, then I'm probably on like chapter two. So Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. All right. So let's just talk really quickly to give people a bit of background. Before you embarked on this quite moon-led but astrology-led, spiritually-led business, what were you doing beforehand? What were you in your previous life? Oh, okay. So in a previous life, I spent about 15 years in the luxury jewellery industry um, doing retail and production coordination, repairs, quality control and things like that. So when I was living in Australia, I spent a really long time working in the jewellery industry. I then felt I wanted something more. I wanted something where I could feel like I was helping people more. And I discovered coaching was actually a thing. And around that same time, my former husband and I were then looking to move overseas. So it was a natural progression that I left the jewelry industry behind and moved into coaching as I, um, started life in a country where I didn't speak the local language very well and I didn't have a network or an ability to go in and get a job in a you know in a jewelry store there and I really loved coaching and working with people I started out doing very typical style life business coaching goal setting action planning you know, how to overcome procrastination. And then just before the pandemic and as we moved into the pandemic, I started to feel that spiritual pull to move away from that masculine paradigm of business and the really, you know, very let's set smart goals and and things like that and really lean more into, well, what is it that your intuition and what is it that your spirit and your soul is calling you to and let's work with that. Let's set soul aligned goals and let's really create that vision and step into it because it's something that is fully aligned with who you are and what you want for your life. And so I was doing that, working with clients um, in the coaching space to set those soul aligned goals and then really reconnected with my own personal practice um, working with the moon, especially when I discovered you and you changed my life. So here we are. Right, amazing. 
So can I ask you, just frankly, you don't have to give me any figures, but how are you doing financially, having launched yourself into this just around about the time of the pandemic? Um, so my so coach- two years ago. Yeah, so my coaching business was really very fledgling at the time of the pandemic. I had just started putting feelers out. I was running life coaching with wine classes. I'd just done a vision boarding workshop on the 6th of February, 2020, which I don't know if anybody remembers, but Italy went into full lockdown on the 21st of February, like the 9th of March. We were in full lockdown and we couldn't leave our homes for the best part of 18 months. So I had just gone out and run this amazing vision boarding workshop in person with um, this amazing group of women and had been looking to launch this four-week program after that and suddenly found myself having to had two clients sign up from the vision boarding workshop and suddenly we had to completely pivot into working online and for me that was like starting again from scratch because I knew nothing about email marketing or funnels or putting together online courses or anything like that so I pretty much then went from that to by the end of March because I'm a little bit of a like dive in and do it really messy and do it very imperfectly that I ran a free five-day challenge, which I don't know if anybody remembers those, but they were very popular during the pandemic and in 2019 leading into the pandemic, ran a free five-day challenge that touched on some of the things that I was doing in my program and launched a mastermind out of that. And with four women who came on board for my Dream to Reality Mastermind. So that happened really quickly. Can I I ask you what kind of price we're talking about just for people listening? Because it was because it was my first time. Don't say it was free. No, it wasn't free. The challenge, the five-day challenge was free. But I was charging $197 as a beta test price for this mastermind that was supposed to be. Fair enough. It was supposed to be six weeks and then I was going to provide three months of ongoing support. And by that, what I had in my head was that I was going to just be available by messenger or just in the Facebook group. But what it ended up becoming, because I had zero boundaries, was five months of twice weekly two-hour group coaching calls. And I burnt right out because, like I said, I was charging 197 euros for that. I had four people, so it was like $800 and I worked for five months for $800. So I was. um, Okay, so that's a really good lesson for anyone listening. So what's the takeaway there? Like if you had to try and I am slightly putting you on the spot here, but if if you had to say the three things you've learned about launching your own spiritually or heart-based business, what have you learned? Okay, number one, money mindset or the healer wound in particular is really a huge block for a lot of spiritual business owners, myself included, getting over that part about being paid for our services and actually having boundaries and enforcing them because we feel like we're going to be judged or we feel like we're the bad guy if we say, oh no, I'm, you know, like that's outside the scope of what I was offering um, is really hard. So number one, money mindset. And there are lots of ways that we can work on that. Number two, is 
um were these some mistakes or were these just lessons I've learned <laughs> I was going to say lessons you've learned but they can be mistakes but in a way you already did number two because I think having proper boundaries yeah is, so ba- is a thing in itself you mm-hmm. know and like you say when people start asking for more than you've promised you know being able to say well hang on a minute that's not what I said you know that's the next level up or whatever Anyway, you can, you can have as many mistakes or lessons as you want. I mean, I just said three. If you've got five, great. Yeah. Well, probably I've probably got two more seeing as I thought I kind of combined the first two okay. into one is that you need to just just do it. You need to just dive in and do it messy because we can sit there and I spent a lot of time, even though I did that really quick and messy, I then procrastinated for a really long time questioning myself over, you know, like expecting a much higher level from myself than what even I saw other people doing were doing things at, you know, providing less. I felt like I had to deliver so much and I stopped doing the things because I thought I needed to finish the things first. So I would say just dive in and do it messy even when you don't feel like you're ready. Just put something out there. It doesn't have to be great because guess what? You can fix it later. You can create a new version. You can change the branding. You can, you know, like you can change it. But if you don't put it out there, people can't buy what you don't have available. Yeah. Actually, Um, that was Steve Jobs' idea. Just put it up there and then fix it. Yeah. And the last one is to really, I guess, step out of your comfort zone and trust that what you're feeling called to is actually where you're supposed to be. Because when we listen to that intuition and we are doing what feels right for us, even if it doesn't make any logical sense, even if it seems like we aren't experienced enough or whatever, dealing with that imposter syndrome, I think, just really listening to what we're being called to makes a huge difference because when I started doing the things that felt right for me, the money started showing up or like the clients started showing up or I started attracting the right people into my circles. I started meeting the right people, not even necessarily client-wise, but even as biz besties or mentors or whatever. But you have to listen to yourself and you have to trust yourself and step out of that comfort zone of what you think logic dictates. Yeah. And when you say step out of your comfort zone, what do you mean exactly? Like step out of what you're happy delivering or, you know, be as weird as you actually are or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely more like being as weird as you actually are, but also being, we let fear hold us back a lot of the time because we're afraid of what will other people think of us? What will other people say? And that can be whether it's our friends and family not liking what we're doing or having being like, oh, why would you be doing that? Or it could be fear that the clients are going to be like, she doesn't even even know what she's talking about who is she to be doing that because what we forget is that there is always somebody out there who isn't even as far as we are on our journey so you know we talked a second ago about how you might be on chapter 20 and I'm on chapter two but there's somebody still just starting the book yeah who's, who's like I wish I knew what she knows even though yeah. I'm 
oh my God, I wish I knew what Yasmin knows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's true. Like they say, there's next time you're feeling ungrateful, remember there's someone wishing for what you've got. So, okay, and then at one point you did the Moonology certification course and, you know, for all the certified Moonologists out there, and we do have quite a few, you know, you're one of the people who's really taken what you learn and run with it. And I know at the moment you're a bit in flux, you're in the States, it's all a bit changing, but you learned so well. So, I mean, sorry to everybody who's listening who hasn't done the course, but just briefly, what would you say to the people who have done the course about getting out there and making some cash with it? Because that's the thing. People want to pay you to help them. So I would definitely refer back to what I was saying about the healer wound because one of the things... Can you expand on that? Because I don't know what the healer wound is. Okay, so the healer wound is a concept I first heard from Denise Stuffield-Thomas and it's about how particularly as women, but not necessarily only women, men can feel it too, but particularly for people who identify as healers or light workers or have a spiritual gift of some kind that we are quite often society expects us, if it's a God-given gift or a universally given gift, that we should just give it away for free and not charge for it because that's greedy and it's dirty and we should feel ashamed for wanting, you know, something in return. But the thing is that we don't go to doctors and say, exactly, can you give it for free? How dare you charge me for that where somebody... You're dealing with my health. It should be free. It's a bit like expecting teachers to work for the free because you're helping the children. Yes, exactly. And so I have noticed that for a lot of spiritual women and also for a lot of moonologists, I see women say, I don't know how to monetize this in my business. I'm running moon circles, but I don't know how to monetize that. And it's, I mean, it can be as simple as just charge people $5 to come to your moon circle or $10 or $15. Yeah, you know, like whatever amount it is that you feel comfortable with, yeah. Stop charging for that. Because yeah. Well, in fact, they say charge what you're actually the first number you're not comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, push out of your comfort zone. Because the thing is, and I'm just going to say this because I don't want people to think, you know, that I'm all like, oh, yeah, charge them a million dollars, whatever. <laughs> but the, at the end of the day, we have rents to pay. We have mortgages to pay. We have children to feed. We have cars to fill up with petrol or electricity or whatever. We, that's, I think, is one of the keys uh, to realizing this, to healing the healer wound. I probably had a bit of a healer wound myself when I first started going down the spiritual path for real. And I learned about um, working with chakras and I didn't feel right charging people. And, you know, now I look back and I can see that I was having that healer wound. But I think it was Doreen Virtue, um, you know, before her. Um, disappearance off the off the scene you know she really helped me understand uh you know that we have we have bills to pay and if we don't pay the bills this was her logic we have bills to pay if we don't earn money from doing our spiritual work we're going to eventually have to get another job because we all have bills to pay and so then we'll be doing our other job that pays money eight hours a day and we'll be coming home and we'll be so tired and so exhausted we can't do our spiritual work anymore. Therefore, we have to charge for the spiritual work. And to me that makes absolutely perfect sense. 
you know. And that's and exactly that, it. It probably healed my healer wound. Yeah, because, and that is the thing, we all have bills to pay and providing that service for somebody <clears throat> in whatever capacity it is, it's that energetic exchange, right? We are giving them something. And in this case, money is the currency of that because we do have food to put on the table. And if we want to be able to give of ourselves in a meaningful way, we can't be doing that if we're thinking about, oh my God, I can't pay my rent. I'm going to be evicted or I can't yeah. put food on the table and the kids are going to starve or I can't. But pay at least I'm going to someone a massage. So I won't have the internet, which means I can't deliver my yeah. Service, yeah. Right? yeah um, I must say with the whole energy exchange thing, I, I know people say that and I've probably said it myself. And I get it to an extent, but, you know, I don't even feel that as much because I am still happy to do free readings for people. I'll do free readings for people I work with in particular, uh, although I suppose there's some kind of energy exchange, but I, they don't necessarily pay my fees, you know. They might not be the editor. They might be whoever, and I, I, I'm happy to give free readings. It's not that. For me, it's the logic that at the end of the day I have to charge for what I do or I won't be able to do it. If I don't charge for it, I won't be able to do it. One bar, as the French say, end of story, full stop. You know, like that's just it. So if anyone's listening to this and they're going, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, I honestly, maybe you get off on the energy exchange thing. I like that, but I really think I, my left brain and my, my Capricorn parts, just like the logic of if I'm not paid for it, I can't do it, full stop. Yeah. How am I going to pay my mortgage, you know, if I don't charge for my services? How am I yeah. going to pay my brain? Do I know how to? So to me, anyway, it's good we've discussed it. We've given people a few options of ways to try and work on that money mindset. And we're not saying don't, I'm not saying don't provide freebies either because freebies, yeah. free, whether it's free readings, whether it's whatever it is, that is still a part of providing a service, but yes. you also still need to have whether you call it an office stack, a services ladder, whatever you want to call it, you still need to have a like a progression of things. Like this is what I offer for free. This is how you can work with me for free. When you're ready to work with me in a one-to-one capacity or in a group capacity or in a paid capacity, this is my low price offer or this is how you can step up into that next level. And then it goes from there. And, you know, that's one of the, it's, just business <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and honestly I and I say this all the time but I do believe that in the next maybe 10 maybe 20 years um that it's going to be quite normal for people like you and me and empaths and so on to be charging for their services in a very business-like fashion um I don't know if you know my friend Laura Day who works out of New York. She's basically a teacher about um, intuition. She has a great book called Rule the World from Your Couch, which is great for Cancerian girls like us. And um, and basically she charges multiple Fortune 500 companies £10,000 a month, dollars, sorry, £10,000 American dollars a month uh, for one hour of her time, which they can take in increments. So they'll give her a call, five, ten minutes on the phone. What about this? What about that? What do you feel about the market today? What do you think? Is it a good day? Is it not a good day? And so on and so forth. And 
she makes her fortune like that as well as by being a New York Times bestselling writer. Uh, and, you know, as she says, she's had some of these clients for 30 years, so she must be doing something right. And I and she's training people. And I think in the future there's going to be more and more of that. Okay, so we've talked about the top things to know. What is it? Get out of your comfort zone, have boundaries, and just put it up there and fix it up later. And work on your money mindset. And one, work on your money mindset. Okay. And in particular for people working with the moon, what do you think is a good thing to do? Do readings, do workshops? What, what do you think is good for people? I have been lucky enough to get to know quite a few of the other women in the moonology community and the different ways that we work with the moon is fascinating for me. I think one of the best ways for somebody starting out, depending on what your other modalities that you use are and what your other skills and experience are, things like doing moonology readings as taught in the certification, because that's one of the easiest things you can do because everything is provided for you in the course, obviously. Um, But also running workshops is one of the things that I know a couple of the other girls have done, whether it's how to create crystal grids and have contacted their local metaphysical stores to work through them to run a vision boarding workshop. I know one of the other girls has done that. She ran vision boarding workshops. One of the other moonologists is running crystal grid workshops. Um, It's getting out there and, you know, either running circles. I know several moonologists who run their we like fortnightly new moon and full moon circles um some of them run memberships where they you know send out information about the moons or the workbooks I ran a membership for a while as well where I was doing the moon circles but I sent out workbooks for my because I was running it all online instead of in person so it really doesn't matter how you do it Whatever you're comfortable with, whether even if it's just moonology oracle readings or something and providing intuitive guidance and coaching around that based on, you know, maybe you do the oracle readings for the full moon and you put that out as your special, like this is my special offer, live video moonology readings. It really doesn't matter what you do as long as you actually go and do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have to go and do it. So what's the focus of your business now? Because I know because you're traveling and so on, is it actually the books that you've been doing or what's the focus? Yeah, so at the moment my focus is mostly on publishing. So last year, as you know, I um, collaborated with a some a group of moonologists but also a group of other um, divine lunar-loving ladies to put together a collaborative book called Lunar Wisdom, Reconnecting with the Divine Feminine Through Ritual Spells, Magic and the Phases of the Moon. And that was something I was, it was a project I was really passionate about bringing together a group of women to showcase that there isn't one way to work with the moon, that there are many different ways and that you can incorporate it into your own practice, however feels right for you, whether you're coming at it from a moonology perspective or a shamanism perspective or an intuitive perspective, that whatever it is that you're doing is right for you. Yeah. And so that was an incredible experience and Um, I actually have a sequel to that um, called Lunar Magic that I'm about to announce and start doing enrolments for 
because I'm I knew when I did Lunar Wisdom that there was going to be a follow-up book to that um but this year so far my focus has been we've been doing a series of books um, with my business partner called the wounded women series which has focused on things like the healer wound the sister wound the mother wound and the witch wound and so our amazing yeah so the first book betrayed stories from women who've transformed their broken hearts into opportunities for abundance and purpose came out on the 3rd of July um, and is currently available on Amazon for 99 cents. And the second book in the series focuses on the mother wound. So that one's called Broken. Um, it's women who have broken away from ancestral cycles and generation, like ancestral chains and generational cycles to create a brightest future for themselves and their families. So it's all about leaving those ancestral patterns behind and stepping into who we are and, you know, really healing a lot of that. And then the third one burned is about brave and inspiring stories from women who have overcome their fears to speak their truth and share their wisdom. And that one's all about the witch wound and really stepping past that, the fear that holds us back because we are afraid and we've been afraid for a long time to actually step up and and be who we're meant to be because society has made that literally and figuratively unsafe for women to do yeah. that. So yeah. So if people want to find all those books, they're all on Amazon, are they? Yeah, so Lunar Wisdom and Betrayed are both available for purchase on Amazon at the moment. Broken will be um, coming out next month in September and then Burned will be launching in November. Um, okay. So those ones well, if, you send me, if you send me the URLs, um, mm-hmm. we'll put them in the show notes. That's amazing. Yeah. So and are you doing um, coaching at the moment, Tracy, for anyone who's listening to this thinking, oh, I want to be trained by Tracy? Yeah, I absolutely do have capacity to work with clients one-on-one. I'm not currently doing group programs aside from my author containers at the moment. Um, But yeah, I mean, working with people one-on-one, doing moonology readings lights up my world. I absolutely love doing those. So if anybody is um, wanting to find out more about how they can work with the moon and incorporate that into their life and business, that's something that I absolutely enjoy doing. Great. And where do people find you? So the best place to find me is probably on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, so I'm there under Tracy Brown. You can find, um, you can contact me through either Gemini Moon Press, which is the name of my publishing company for Lunar Wisdom. So at Gemini Moon Press on Instagram and Facebook um, or at Tracy Brown, you'll just have to work out which of the 25,000 Tracy Browns you're looking for. Um, or <laughs> you think that. Yeah. Or you Maybe can used to be me, Tracy Brown Moon. <laughs> or you can find me at womenwritingintentionally.com. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Womenwritingintentionally.com. That sounds amazing. All right. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything that we haven't said that you'd like to say to all the people listening, thinking, oh, I want to start my own business. It's so scary. What's my first step? Anything you'd say? Is it just do it or? I don't want to put words in your mouth. (laughs) If you are thinking about starting a spiritual business and that is something that you have been feeling a call to do, I would say do it. I would say probably really sit and allow yourself to lean into what it is that you're feeling called to do, what your skill sets are and how you think you could turn that into a business. 
but also to go out and seek support from somebody who's either doing what you want to do and look at how they're doing it or somebody who can actually help you create that business or put your offers together or find a way to do that because it can be a very lonely road to do it on your own and actually having the right support of a mentor or a group of biz besties and you know a community can be the difference between success and failure community I think and again as women coming together when women come together one of my uh, very good friends Stephanie Moyer said that when women come together we are an unstoppable force yes we are amazing all right Miss Tracy Brown thank you so much anybody who wants to find her, I think really Facebook LinkedIn and women writing intentionally and I'll put it all in the show notes thanks Tracy it's very inspirational thank you for having me Yasmin I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you'd like to stay updated with the moon and moonology and astrology and all the other things we cover, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is up. Also, it would mean a lot to me and my team if you could leave us a glowing five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, please. That actually helps more people find us too, which spreads the love and surely also brings you amazing karma for taking a moment to help us out and to help other people find the podcast. Have a great week and I hope to speak to you next week. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you want to take Moonology to the next level and manifest the life of your dreams, join our growing community of magical people who come together to lift each other up as we meditate, manifest and reclaim the magic that has been inside us all along. Head over to mainlymoonologymembership.com and awaken your true powers.